So today, the first movie we're doing is Die Hard. And I know uh, John hasn't seen Die Hard before, so I was really interested in his first take of the movie. Um, so yeah, as Vic said, hadn't actually seen it. Also, what's up, guys? Um, this movie, <laughs> like, I, I don't know what I went into it expecting. Like, every time I go to watch a movie, I always have, like, a set of expectations based off of just being familiar with movies. Like, a lot of movies I hadn't seen before, I more or less know what it is because, you know, I'm just ingrained in the culture of movies and pop culture. For this, I really didn't know. I knew it was an action movie around Christmas time. That's kind of all people build this movie to be, at least when describing it. But I didn't know how competent and well-made this movie would be. I think Die Hard succeeds in like every every way that I could have wanted a movie like this to succeed. It just it worked. The villain was compelling. The main hero I found to be very interesting. He wasn't just like vanilla action hero he like had a bit of like an edge to him and even his quips and stuff didn't feel cheesy like the last thing thing i hate like a lot of movies do is like before the bad guy or the sorry the good guy does something cool um he's like has to say something like yeah shouldn't have done that or some bullshit i felt as if this is one time where it actually always worked for me and i was like yeah he's cool and <laughs> I, I just thought it was a cool movie dude cool all the way that's the way i describe it uh pleasantly surprised through throughout the movie um there were some elements of it that i'm sure we're going to get into that i'll i'll save but first impression of the movie very positive yeah very positive yeah like when you describe die hard to somebody you like people just think of it as like just a just a generic action movie but surprisingly well for like an 80s movie it's actually pretty good like the Rotten Tomato score is like ninety three percent or something, which, when you look at other eighties movies that came around this time, is all all like very low, because all of these eighties movies kind of just fall into the same. They're really you know, uh, they're really like cheesy one liner cliche yeah. kind of thing. Oh my yeah, god! Yes. The one thing about it is this movie is it's not um over the top, and it's not it's not even fast paced at all. It's actually just medium paced, like very consistently. Actually, I would say it's slow paced, actually. I, yeah. would say it's I almost did slow. Yeah, it it is, but it's like, and it's consistent at it too. But overall, it's not too too crazy in general. No, which, no. Uh, I yeah. which was also I would say it was crazy in um I guess in how explicit the violence and graphic the violence was. I didn't expect that going into this movie. Actually, As I expected a lot of like. Um, a lot of movies do this thing where, like, when a character gets shot, they kind of just flail around. But like, there isn't much of it. You just see kind of like some muzzle flash and then flailing, and then they die. There was a lot of like seeing bullet holes pop into people's legs, and like a lot of shots where people were getting hit, but you can see yeah. that it was affecting them in a way that was very gruesome. So it made the 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 violence in general and the stakes to me feel heightened. Because at any point, I knew that someone could die. If they were going to die, it was going to be gruesome. And John McClane, he really takes some wear and tear. And you feel it. It wasn't like... uh, Here's a good example. Like uh, Transformers, right? Where Shia LaBeouf is being tossed around. And I know it's kind of topical to bring him up now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, He's being like tossed around. And like 
uh, being caught in robotic hands and dropped from buildings on top of cars. And he kind of gets up and is like, yeah. Ugh, he's defying yeah. physics. And runs. physics. He's fine. Yeah. And he just yeah, runs fine. about like for the rest of the movie as if nothing happened. You see yeah. John McClane really get like beat up and like the part with like the glass and his feet. And I'm like, damn. Like, yeah. Yeah. His glass on his feet, his bloody on his feet, his blood everywhere, his shirt's being ripped up. Like when you said Transformers, yeah, Shia LaBeouf in the movie, they just like toss some dirt on him and then well, uh, like a little blood stain, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. The entire movie. Yeah, but like uh, John McClane movie, he like his shirt's getting torn up. You see him sweating. He's getting tired. Like he's not fighting as effectively anymore. And then um, you could definitely see like. He's just like tired of it by the end of the movie. Like he's just like he's like just broken. What are those things called when you shoot somebody and they like those packets explode out of them? A squib. Yeah, the squibs. Dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. When that guy's knees was getting squibbed up. Yes, dude. <laughs> dude I was like, oh my god, destroyed <laughs> his kneecaps. I I was shocked to see that. Like genuinely shocked because it's so easy especially because we also have to consider the the time that this movie came out i don't know the exact year um it was like uh 82 83 no uh here it is um 88 so late 80s it's still very shocking to see uh action effects look that good obviously they were using a lot more practical effects then um so you know it's kind of gonna look good sometimes it might look a little cheesy or overdone i felt as if this was like perfectly realistic and uh even comparing it to modern day graphic violence where a lot of like the blood splatter can sometimes just be cgi effects just to save time like this this worked and obviously i'm i'm not a big or you know vivek knows me and vish has known me well i'm not a big uh blood and gore guy so whenever I see it in a movie, to me, it has to be done tastefully or used in a way that enhances the film in some sort of form creatively or story-wise. I felt as if this is one where you needed that extra level of oomph to really sell the action. And it worked. worked very well. Yeah, I agree. Like, the movie is very like grounded. Like, it just, John McClane is just your average guy. So showing like those actual, like, actual blood effects... And showing him getting tired and stuff like that, it shows like, yeah, you know, he's just a normal guy. He's just a cop mm-hmm. that just flew in trying to get get his wife back, and then has to deal with this. <laughs> he just like when I was looking at John McCain's entire movie, he just looks so annoyed. Like he just looked annoyed with everybody. Well, he hates California for some reason. That was like his his main character trait at the beginning of the movie. Which yeah. at first I was just kind of like, is that like just kind of his thing? He's just kind of grumpy, but it, it eventually like worked for me. Like. He just he feels out of place. He doesn't really want to be there. His goal is, uh, from what I picked up, I could be wrong. It was just to meet up with his wife. That was it, yeah. like for uh, Christmas, right? Yeah, he's just flying yeah. back for for Christmas. Christmas and to see his kids, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it's like yeah, just like meet his wife because that's time. Like I guess him and his wife are like having problems and like they're estranged, basically. Well, I was a little confused about that. I actually it was one of those moments where I had to. Um, I do this often when I'm watching a movie and I don't quite get the setup. I just go on Wikipedia real quick, just read whatever the plot synopsis is. I really didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know if he was invited to the what is it, Naga Nagak? I don't know the name. Uh, I don't know. Hard Japanese name to say. Tsunami Nakam, whatever it was. Um, that tower or plaza or whatever when he was invited there 
I didn't know whether or not he was invited there as like celebration for his wife's accomplishments. I didn't know if this was the opening of the towers because the building wasn't done. So I was just kind of like kind of confused on what he was there for. He didn't have any she didn't even know where he was staying or anything. And uh, when the daughter talks on the phone uh, at the very beginning, she says something like, oh, is daddy going to be here? And she almost seems uncertain. So then I'm just kind of confused because he also gets picked up at the airport. So the reason I'm bringing this up, because like I didn't understand him showing up there, if it was a planned thing or a spontaneous event, either way, it was uh, it, it worked at the end with him being annoyed. But it almost was a little muddled as to his whole purpose at that tower. Yeah, that's that, that's actually true. When I um, first watched the movie, and he gets to the airport, and there's a guy waiting for him, the the, Lambo, the limousine driver, and he has a sign for him. It's like, how did he know he was coming? Like, did you find anything on Wikipedia? Asking that guy was asking way too many questions. No, it too. just says that he came to uh, meet with his estranged wife. But then it's just like, well, she didn't seem to know he was coming, but some people did, and some people didn't. It just maybe it's you know it's a first watch so i perhaps didn't really catch on to what it was and uh, i do appreciate this movie for not being overly uh expository like it wasn't doing too much to try to highlight uh every little detail as to why and where and who uh early into the movie it kind of just let you breathe and exist in this world but for that part i was just one of the few complaints i was just kind of like what's going on they did that a little bit with the dynamic with between uh him and the cop on the ground. What was his name? Al. Al. Well, Family yeah. Matters guy. Yeah, Family I just call him Carl. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just know him as yeah. Carl from Family Carl. Guy. They did That's... they did that through whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny that they even gave him an arc in the in the movie, <laughs> okay. a very little arc, and they <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah. They actually so decided to. Con- they actually concluded his little arc at the end of the movie for whatever reason, which was a str- which was to me it was both a positive and like a kind of what the fuck type it, of it moment. It was positive, but very. It was just. Str- it was. It was kind of cheesy in a way to have that at the end. But because who was the guy that he killed? Was it the guy that? It was the guy he that had, he like, hung up in the chains. He's so how guy. the hell did he get down? In so, out the building. So this is a, that was the point I wanted to bring up uh, in the movie too. Like I, it was in my notes of I'm I'm confused on how that happened because he hung this guy up, and then so this guy just pretended to be hung up the whole time until the cops came to get him down. But uh, but I feel like he would just die. He he would <laughs> or he would have been dead. Yeah. Like the people walked by his body. There's there's specifically a shot where they're running down the stairs before the building blows up or whatever. And they walk and like some people look up and like, oh my god, there's a body and you know, like they just continue walking. And it's just like, well, um, how? Was he looked pretty dead, like unless there I guess the explanation, which it doesn't make sense, but the building blew up, it somehow broke the chain, he escaped from this burning building, bruised, made it all the way downstairs, all these flights of stairs while in this condition found a gun and then also he was he was like kind of clean he wasn't really like that bloody and then i noticed at the end when he made it down the stairs he was just covered in a bucket of blood (laughs) and i was was, really put off by it and then the fact that he had a gun too it's like the cop 
brought him down and didn't check that he had a gun on him. <laughs> exactly. So bad guy. It was, to it was an interesting attempt to complete the arc. Like Vicious brought up, like he, it was cool that they like took this little arc and was like, let's just complete this too. But it was just kind of little. Okay, like I, I see why you felt the need to, but at the same time, you, you didn't need mm. to. Yeah. The yeah. I would say the the movie only has the the only strong character in the movie is John and some of the villains and. Really, the only, really only the main villain, and I guess Carl. But I was wondering how you guys felt about the having the news reporter kind of side story. Like, what is even the point of that? Oh my god. Okay. Um. <laughs> like, I don't know if you want to go first with this, actually. Um. Yeah. I I didn't like the, the news reporter. I didn't like any other like outside party in the movie like the detective the fbi agents the reporter i already <laughs> hated their characters their intelligence was too low to make sense johnson yeah. and johnson yeah i feel like it must have been just like we make all these people just dumb and then just use them as like the people that you um hate but also like comic relief because the johnson and johnson thing no relations was just like as funny as like why why put that in there? And then there was a point where um one of the FBI agents answered the phone and then he was like it's me, and then he was like no the other one. So I'm like what did you ask? Did you ask? Is it the black one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like I was like this is a weird throwaway joke. Um, yeah. Because it not that it didn't need to be in it once again because. I, I don't want to be like everything that I don't like doesn't need to be in the movie, but it was just like, well, what's the point? It's <laughs> really weird. Like, cause it's not even that I laughed. I more so like did like the, you know, when something's just kind of like, what you like might blow the air out of you. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, it was all on here. Pretty much all those characters was just, they were just making, they were just there to make his job, John's job a little bit harder than it needed to be for oh, whatever reason. And the news reporter, if he, didn't go to their house i'm pretty sure the outcome still would have been the same he would have still killed the bad guy he didn't need to even take his wife hostage it didn't serve much of purpose to be honest it i would say it worked for the you know the movie's obviously coming to a conclusion because it can't last forever they got the money blah 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 so i think it worked to just for the very end just to give you one last moment to be on the edge of your seat um I didn't have much of an issue with it happening uh, story-wise. Like, hey, like, the guy finds out that they're related. Because they are kind of been hinting at that throughout the movie. That, like, he's going to find out. Like, there's the moment with Ellis, uh, who I, I wanted oh, yeah. to talk about that character. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah that guy. Uh, <laughs> there's a moment with Ellis, and, you know, he's like, oh, me and John, we go way back. I'm the one who invited him here. Like, And he's clearly trying to avoid bringing up the connection between them so i knew it had to happen but i did hate the newspaper guy or the news reporter guy because on an ethical level who does that who finds the house of someone who's clearly in a compromised position and then pretty much docks the uh, docks what is it docks right docks, docks, him? docks him, like yeah. He, yeah. he pretty much does that he he goes and he has a child who isn't with their parent, he convinces some housekeeper person that they have to do this. And it kind of came off like, I don't know, he said INS, which I assume is like back then was their version of ICE or something. I don't know. That's yeah, I, I assume so. That's what I'm thinking. So he was like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell INS. And she somehow 
happens to be, I guess, an undocumented person. Yeah, we just person. assume she is yeah. undocumented. Okay. <laughs> and she lets this happen. Like, that whole storyline to me was kind of contrived and dumb. Um, That was, like, a, a fault of the movie that I felt. And they tried to clean it up at the end with the wife punching him in the face. And he's like, you got that? Like, it just... I didn't like any of that, honestly. Yeah. I did want to see the relationship between John and Holly, I believe her name, uh, to be exposed. But that being the device in which it was, to me, was one of the, the weaker parts of the movie. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, the whole news report thing could have been taken out and the movie would have been perfectly fine. There was even a moment where um, he turns around, like um, uh, Hans turns around after talking to Holly and he was like looking and see what she was looking at. So that could have been a moment where he picks up the frame and sees that, you know, it's John um, and her are married. And that could have been the reveal. Exactly. Yeah. But they, they added this weird element in. And then there's also that time we spend at the news station with him. And he has some issue with some guy on air. And he's like, he's like, oh, man, I'm going to steal the truck. And it's like. Who is this character that yeah. suddenly thrust into the? Case? I actually, for some reason, when that happened, I was like, "Dude, does John or his wife know who this guy is? Is this one of their friends? Like, who is this?" And then I was like, "Oh, this is just some guy." Some yeah. exactly. He ends up being some guy who does something stupid that leads to an inevitable plot point, like yeah. a point in the movie that would have happened regardless of his intervention. So it was just kind of like. I guess we we wanted to expand the world of LA during this time and include the news and include like, you know, the police and all that. But like I just thought that was the one part of the movie where I maybe uh would have felt uh bogged down the movie in a way. Like I didn't hate it, like it didn't take me out of the movie, but like, you know, upon like reflection, it just kind of didn't work. It was done awkwardly. Yeah. Pretty much, they just kind of. Uh, I said it was done awkwardly. It's kind of like they just the writers were just like, we need some way to make John's job harder, and let's just do something <laughs> yeah. harder than which, it already is. Which, which but in the a FBI way, had already presented that challenge for him, and I thought that all worked too. Like the terrorists being one step ahead, them expecting the FBI to react in the way that they did. Like yeah, all that was... that was working for me. It's just that part that I was just. Like, it was so hmm. comical. They were so bad, and then they just blew up in the helicopter. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even. Uh, think, I, I mean, both Johnsons died. I yeah, I didn't, I didn't even mean, expect them to blow up in the helicopter. That was also a thing. Uh, the consequence at the end of the movie doesn't doesn't necessarily work either. You can't just drive away in a limo. You were like in a terrorist situation with multiple hostages. There were several casualties in this situation. Even if you quote saved the day, you don't just get to leave. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't get to just drive off in your your limo. Like especially because people are gonna want to talk to that limo driver who was in also the there, yeah. all those hours, didn't do anything, and just kind of crashes out the yeah, fact that no one drew their sucks. gun as he crashed out of the building to me was a big like what like Carl no one did stopped. but we'll yeah, yeah but there's one cop yeah like, everyone else just walked cop. around like walked yeah. away yeah, he, like, he, oh, his like a limo so driver sus. guy he literally slammed down a fence as he came in he was very exactly. sus. everyone was just like oh our yeah. guy <laughs> being himself everybody would have their guns up <laughs> exactly yeah. 
but uh, there's also like to be fair the detective did want to talk to john it was like he, he did say oh you can't go anywhere or something like that but uh, when he's leaving but then once once the uh the other like german guy came back Ooh, to life right. yeah yeah he came back to life and then carl shot him then that was it like the whole conversation was just done and then he was able to go home <laughs> so it's like they kind of just threw away that whole scene the whole interaction was, was just gone it to me it it reads as we kind of got to wrap this up yeah that's how it, that's how it read to me like we got to wrap it up obviously it's a movie we're not going to spend the rest of the the film with the the bureaucracy of like witness statements and like you know all of that like they're just like let's just get the good guy riding off into the sunset because that's essentially what it was like it was the everything's done let's ride away like uh, i can compare it to um uh django completely different movie but at the end you know they, they have their horses then the horses do that little dance and then they kind of ride off and it's like well you blew up a house you guys are still in the south yeah two black people on some horses like <laughs> where, yeah. where are you going from here yeah. like, what's going on like yeah i'm sure yeah. you won't go unnoticed yeah, yeah. exactly i'm mean, like people are gonna be on the way this is this wasn't just any house either this was this is like a big mansion like it seemed yeah. like there were a lot of people there that wouldn't would have probably told other people that they were going they didn't just by secret show up here like this is it, it seems like the stakes in which the that were accomplished or the the triumph there would have resulted in larger consequence for those characters just like in this movie but you accept it because of the ordeal and the trial that they experienced throughout you're like all right let's just let's let them have it and to be honest after two hours of the movie you're kind of just like okay we we can end it here (laughs) we we don't have to know everything else the movie was two hours i thought (laughs) i thought the whole thing would be resolved in like an hour and a half but it is kind of slow also I, do you buy the fact that the limo driver would have beat that terrorist up in that I, moment? No, I, I doubt he would have even been unarmed. It was, yeah. it was cool, though. Yeah. Um, this is more like a personal thing for me. I was happy to see there were so many black people in this movie. Very, very happy with that. Um, I know it's, like, it's a very small note, but for a 1980s action movie, for a large portion of the cast to be black yeah, one, that of, the, was, one me, of the better villains was black. Yeah, like the, the hacker guy or whatever. Yeah. He was black. Carl was black. The limo driver was black. I was just and one of the Johnsons. Johnson's. Yeah. Black. I was just like, wow, okay. Yeah. I was like, look at this representation in uh nineteen eighty eight for for a random action movie. And it, it wasn't like any sort of like political statement in it. There wasn't any sort of like um you know, it's hard for me being a black guy on the force to do this. It wasn't like any of that. No one was talking to him, like calling him boy. You know, there was none of that. It was just, they all yeah, happened actually. to be black. And that was it. And that was just a great, good job. Yeah. Movie. That's true. Yeah. They all seem pretty equal. Like even Hans talking to uh, the hacker guy, who was like, he didn't treat him poorly or anything. He was just no, like, and he wasn't even like European. He wasn't even vaguely European. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> it's just, right. we're just there. It was just like, yeah. oh, all right, well, I was part of the crew. I don't know, yeah. but um, that actually that scene when um the limit driver crashes into the ambulance. Actually, fun fact: when they did the opening scene, when they're all walking out of the truck, there wasn't an ambulance in there. But then later. There was an ambulance coming out of the truck, so they realized they messed up when they filmed the movie. But it was too late to go back and fix it. Mm, I never looked inside. It was some. I wouldn't have noticed it. I did 
find myself asking, oh, there was an ambulance in there? Not because I didn't notice it, but because I'm like, so there was an ambulance inside this truck and all those people? I'm like, they really came prepared. Like, that was kind of my only thought to that. I was actually wondering yeah. how much filming did they even do inside that building? Half the time, I actually couldn't tell. Like, you, John is, like, traversing these floors so fast. I don't know what floor he's on at any point in this movie. <laughs> No, I just gave up that entirely. <laughs> I was just uh, I just figured the most the majority of the movie took place is on floor 30 and floor 32 cuz those were what they established and the roof. So I was just like, well, let's just say he's going between these somehow and getting to get yeah, the job. Done. He's like he's bouncing back between all these floors. And he's like using the elevator for most of it. Yeah, he's exactly. using using like the the shafts, the air air shafts. To move That's around. what I was thinking was crazy. I don't know how he was traversing all this shit in his condition barefoot, bloody foot. That that was the part of the movie where I I came to accept movie logic. Like sometimes when you're watching a movie, you just kind of have to ac- accept movie logic. Um, the only time I really have a big fault is when the movie logic contradicts itself. And in this situation, I was just like, let's just say he knows what the fuck he's doing. Like that's that's kind of how I went about it because I didn't know how he would have known to like figure out how to get through into the elevator shaft like to me that doesn't seem like normal person knowledge how he knows how to set up c4 is like i don't know yeah i saw that that. i was like what is he even (laughs) doing to that c4 what is he jamming in it like what are you doing yeah (laughs) i actually i made a note during the movie because he puts the the little like i guess plugs to ignite the c4 in there but he puts a computer on top of it like how it down with whatever it was yeah, like, and he, he tossed it in the elevator shaft. So it's like, how, it's like, how do you know that was gonna work? Yeah, and how is like, it gonna? How was it detonating? What's detonating? <laughs> that too. I, I, that's the, the I don't bad know guys are... about C fours, and that's that was also one of the moments where I was just like, okay, just movie logic it out. He just knows what he's doing. Like, it's funny that's... the the bad guys are spending eternity looking for these detonators, and he just can do it without <laughs> detonating it. It's like all you need to do is just plug some stuff into it dude just stab it and then top of put a computer on top and then bing boom here you go big bomb yeah for a cop he's, this guy is like abnormally advanced like he's, he's built <laughs> he's clearly built different in this movie compared to the la cops because they're not doing anything do you guys uh, know why it's called die hard or anything i don't know i'm just i'm strictly just asking oh i have no idea i'm, I'm sure we can look it up and figure it out just, wow. I figured it was gonna play in somehow. I was waiting for a moment where someone was would say it. He's like, "You're gonna die hard" or something like that. I was just, I would, well, you know, there's a part terrible. of me that was expecting that. But it's, it's not, it's not that '80s cheesy movie. <laughs> yeah. Yippee Kaye is the iconic. What moment. I yeah, the Yippee Kaye thing was kind of what signaled to me. Oh, that must be a moment in this movie, right? Like the yeah. Die Hard moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like you know, like Yippee Kaye is just like the signature, like saying. Right. Yeah, without having watched this movie, I knew he was going to say it at one point. I didn't know when, but I, I liked the moment he did. Yeah, it works. I wonder if that, that was like ad lib or anything, or if it was actually in the script, if I'm to say. Um, Probably I not. would say it was in the script only because Han says it at the end. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He said oh, it yeah. too, and then they had a big laugh fest at the end. That was weird. <laughs> oh yeah, that, oh, the laugh fest was yeah, a little awkward. That was that was like a, a villain moment of a bad movie. I was just like, uh, all right, well, I didn't, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Um, there was a moment prior to his conclusion with Hans where he looks at some tape, and then you know it's 
signaling he's going to do something with it. I didn't expect it was going to be that, like him taping it to his back with the two bullets. Like that was that was a great payoff. Yeah, like, wonderful payoff for me. I like that. This guy's so smart. It's actually insane. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, innovative. I, incredibly innovative. I didn't think I wouldn't have never thought of something like that. I didn't know what his plan was. I was just like, the only way that he gets out of this situation is some like Deus ex machina, like, you know, Carl somehow sees them from the window and shoots. <laughs> I, I was expecting something like that. I in no way did I expect him to have it glued to his back and then you know uh, the pop. Carl's scared because he shot a kid with a ray gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was actually kind of weird. I, I, was just, I don't know about that story. Weird. It was kind of weird, yeah. I I thought it was an interesting way of including a like police misconduct uh storyline into the movie. Yeah. Um, because this movie could be re- like could be seen as like a very pro cop. Um, even in an era like in the 1980s where there wasn't this discourse that we have now. Uh, even watching it then i can see this movie being seen as like yeah this is cops get it done the movie um yeah i was and I, I was i guess appreciative of them kind of hinting at some sort of greater not flaw per se of the system but like the the fact that shit like that does happen it was interesting yeah. for them to include it, it in especially in such a minor way i would say it definitely did give cops more of like like they're actually they're actual people and they do experience like hardships on the job so it's like yeah he has to deal with shooting a kid like for his entire life now and it makes him like a worse cop because he can't pull his gun out or he gets nervous in situations again he can't get it up yeah i was like i was thinking like how do you even have a job right now i i figured he wouldn't have one after that <laughs> what do you mean? they had him on administrative leave for about a week and they're like all right bro here you go that's it and then yeah. Back to it. Right back, back, right back to it. Yeah. They never even told us what happened to that kid. I don't think. I, in my head canon, I'll say the kid lived. <laughs> Just yeah. to feel a little better. In my head, oh, in my head canon, I thought he, I was saying he died. Oh, no, I, I, I think he would live. I think if he died, there's no way he would still have a job. Hey, bro, you'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's true. But not to make it overly political, but hey. yeah. Yeah. Um, I know we're pushing some pretty far in time now, but I, I know you half wanted hour in. half hour. All right, I know you wanted to talk about uh, Ellis uh, drawn, so if you want to talk about yeah. it, yeah, wrap so, it up there. There, the, we introduce our we're introduced to Ellis um, Norton or sniffing coke, which immediately was a sign. I'm like, okay, yeah. so this guy is gonna be some sort of trouble. Yeah, I not at his desk. But I have to say, like he's not—he was a sniffing coke at his desk too. It was at Holly's desk, <laughs> yeah, which right. is so weird. So, which was even more weird to me that he was—he was just kind of nondescript about it at all. He could have just been in the the bathroom or like maybe not put it onto the table. Like I don't know, he could have just been secretive, but he did—he wasn't. And I figured that his character, his like the seediness of his character would have played into the fact that maybe he was sleeping with Holly. He was in her office, you know, um, he was going, oh, show her the, the gift and stuff, or show him the gift. And, like, there was a part of me that was expecting his douchiness that was obvious from his introduction to be played into a romantic love triangle sort of situation. In no way did I think he was going to be a fucking sellout rat, bro. Like, I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, come on. <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? why did you think this was the plan? Like, this was the move? 
Like, yeah, it's like nobody, nobody likes salespeople, right? So you're gonna go in and do like a sales <laughs> pitch on terrorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill you. And like, I, I was just caught so confused. I was just like, okay, so what's his plan? Like his angle. I was just thinking, what's his angle here? Like, is it to give away that Holly knows this guy and then kind of give away Holly? in exchange for everyone else to go because now you know if you get holly you definitely get mclean and i was just like that has to be it like that's what he does but no it was him strictly being a salesman giving the stupidest pitch possible and gambling with his life all he did it wasn't even like he was like oh like hey john like hey just please do this man like you know all of us are we're just counting on you and this is getting scary it was do it for me or they'll kill me i'm like giving him thumbs up and it's like why are you gambling yourself dude the only only information he gave the terrorist was his name that's all he even knows really (laughs) so i was like you didn't succeed in any of that and it was even more funny too because like um the we are introduced to him like you know sniffing coke and the last thing he has is coke but it's a coca-cola and it's just uh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, is this movie doing that? I was like, I, I wonder how, if they're in on it, that they did this, like, cool little full circle. Like, here he is sipping some Coke, and then he gets whacked. Or yeah, if it was like a He died a little... to a, a warm can of Coke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they brought him a, oh, a warm That's can gross. of Coke. Yeah, no ice in that drink. You can also hear <laughs> it being poured over the radio, too. It's so... weird, though, that that was even... A thing that happened like okay let's say um this is like a real life scenario why would the terrorists feel that they need to butter this guy up by getting him a soda did he ask for this soda was was he like oh like i'll tell you everything you need i'll talk to him i just need a coke <laughs> like i yeah. just need or maybe he said he needed some coke and they didn't know he meant <laughs> <laughs> And they were like, all right, buddy. And he, they got him the Coke, and he can't complain. You know, they got uh, him. Yeah, they shoot him. Which <laughs> 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 like, did right, anyway. Fine, I'll take the Coke. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't a big fan of his character whatsoever. He just came off as, like, you know, an asshole, which I'm pretty sure everybody would just see him as. So, like, even his his, his that, like, it wasn't, like, surprising or even, like, very impactful. So <laughs> I gotta just laugh. Yeah. And, like not to be like just cynical, but I was just like, what did you expect, bro? Like, yeah. come on. And especially because like the dudes on the ground are like, oh man, we lost them, and like they're making such a big deal out of it and stuff. I was like, bro, he kind of just did it to himself. And especially because yeah. uh Carl had the exact same re- reaction. He's like, he tried. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, what? Did, what do you expect? The dude, like, he tried his best, and yeah. he did it to himself. Yeah, John was but, literally saying. He's not my friend. I I don't know this guy. <laughs> Who is this guy? I especially like because Ellis is like he's full of like these winks and thumbs up like while talking to like uh, McLean and doing it to the terrorists. Like yeah, we got him. <laughs> like, he said he doesn't know. know. Him. He was probably shitting himself. Uh, <laughs> and he, I saw the look. He saw the look on his face when he made that last sip of coke, and then he got blasted. <laughs> oh, he tried. But he was he was one element in the movie where I was just like this was this was definitely like comic relief. It couldn't have been like a, an actual like red herring or anything. Like after he didn't give him away, I was just like, okay, so this is strictly just for like laughs. The fact that this guy is so 
like gullible gullible and like sleazy and just just a mess what a character shout out alice yeah <laughs> just a, just another person making his job slightly harder but it doesn't really matter <laughs> To be every, honest. Almost every character that made his job harder got killed. He got killed. Both FBI agents died. Oh, I mean, not the... Uh, just the news Carl stopped the, the one guy from getting killed. News for his he didn't get killed, but his ego got killed for sure. And uh, I'm yeah. sure he would have lost his job. I'm, I don't think you can... I don't think that was professional in any way. And I doubt he got a sign-off from the producers to go to this person's house and interview their child. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. also, like, regulations for that sort of thing. Like, for one, you'd have to get the parents' approval. You might also need like a press release. I think that's a thing. Um, almost certain that's a thing. But hey, yeah. Once again, I, I guess yeah. threatening them by calling immigration was I'm enough. Sure, yeah, I'm sure because they're minors, they definitely needed like their parents. At least a parent present. Yeah, but hey, yeah, that's what this was. Um, I did want to bring up one thing though. Um, this was it's a discussion that was going on in our uh, our personal friend group for those listening as to whether or not uh die hard is a christmas movie oh yeah everybody uh, still yeah. talks about this yeah super controversial but i say it's a, a christmas movie 100 uh, percent. i also say it. i say it is without trying to be i, I mean it is it is like <laughs> not even just that it takes place on christmas it literally references christmas like every chance it gets like Either by someone humming a that Christmas true, song, yeah. someone saying "Merry Christmas," the decor all being a bunch of Christmas stuff, like yeah, every aspect of this movie be... was Christmas related. It's just yeah. not the happy kids movie type of Christmas movie. But yeah, it's, I, it's... I bet if you pull up the trailers, it probably says like "This Holiday," you know, shit probably, like that. It probably has yeah. some fucking jingle bells playing like yeah. over the trailer. Probably, I actually did pull up an article of like why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I'm just going to read off some of the points. Uh, okay, so one, it's set on Christmas Eve, which... Oh, wow. Is, oh, yeah. It has Christmas music playing uh, throughout the movie. Um, it makes Christmas references, like Ron said. Um, one of the screenwriters said, it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's there. And it's all about family, and Hans Gruber is a perfect Christmas villain. He's like the Grinch or Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. He is like he is like the Grinch. Yeah. I I don't think it's like even a controversial point. Uh we we had only one person in our group who uh who was saying it wasn't. Um that's uh, our friend Joe. Shout out, shout out Joe. You're wrong, Joe. Yeah. Calling you out. Oh, Joe um, said it's uh, not a Christmas movie. On our platform. No, he so, yeah, he was saying no, it's not a Christmas movie. He said no. Yeah. But he yeah, watches- I he watches Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> the, the standard has been set for it. Um, uh, what do you guys think of the 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 terrorist plot to steal the money? Was that enough for you what, guys? You know, one thing is one thing I don't get is how did nobody understand that that's all they wanted? Why could yeah, nobody money. figure that out? They just wanted money. Um, yes. Yeah, they were giving them like the the roundabout like about it where they were like free these people and that people only to give them, get them distracted, um, but it was weird. I thought it was a little shallow actually, um, a shallow motivation, and a weird reveal that it actually was just money. I thought like they were gonna open the vaults and then there would have been like I don't know what, but some sort of 
code that unlocked the nukes or something. I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think it was strictly money. And I don't know what money that was. If you guys are looking at stuff, yeah. what is that? It's a certificate. It's like treasury notes. For like, oh, yeah. Um, they were, it was yeah. bonds and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Bond stuff. So, like, you can use that to buy, like, bonds, which, like, appreciates over time. So, they will be paid 20% over time. I think he said it in the movie. So, it's I like, you, any yeah. It's not like he's being just getting like a lump sum of money. They're getting like money over time, so they're set for life. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm. I was too slow to get any of that. I was just like, why? And I was like, what is this? And like, I thought they were. They look like coupons. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> like, what is this? Like coupons to their hotel. I was just like, damn, they really want to go stay at this hotel when it's done. Like, I so they're so lost. And like they they knew that if they cut the power, that that vault would open. But the other people just nobody knew the how this building worked that when they cut the power they would just open the vault i feel <laughs> like it was nobody was professional at all and made yeah, everything so good, easy that's a good point they, sh- they should have brought somebody that knew the building design to help really? them yeah 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 because all the cops were incompetent yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have people the minute you would have even suggested that they would have threatened to fire you like they threatened to fire carl <laughs> like, yeah. right through because he was the one guy who was talking to the insider Say, how dare you say stuff to us that's correct and accurate information? We're trying to do this the wrong way. And yep, that was yeah, that was that's it. what they succeeded in and led to them exploding the building even more. Uh, oh, that was also a thing. The the chief detective at the end, he's like, You 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 blew up the building. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's <laughs> destruction of property. That's actually what he said. That was his his big critique of John McClain, who murdered twelve terrorists. And saved almost all of the hostages, and you were pissed because of destruction of property. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah, yeah. Talking about? and it was the pretty much the FBI's fault that the roof got exploded. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, the whole ass roof. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, there obviously there's a lot to to nitpick um for it, but yeah. I had a great time with Die Hard far more than I thought I would have. And it's even a movie that I could see myself rewatching, which doesn't happen often. There are a lot of quote good movies that I've seen that I would never want to watch again. Not because it's, you know, it wasn't good, but because the my personal entertainment and enjoyment of the movie, it doesn't really it doesn't resonate in that way. It's just kind of like I appreciate the art the artistry in it. But like it's not engaging enough for me to want to sit down for another two hours and watch it. This I can see myself rewatching it again with a group. I can see myself rewatching this every holiday season, which I hear a lot of people tend to do. Like this was this was a very satisfying movie for me. I'm uh, very happy that I took the time to watch it. Yeah, yeah, we tend to watch Die Hard like around the Christmas time every not every year, but like once in a while during the seasons. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, because it's one of those movies. But um, if there's no more talking points, then I guess we can go into scores. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess I, we could just do I like an overall rating for the movie. Hmm. Are we doing out of ten? Um, was it out of, out of ten? Out of ten. Out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Um, I give this uh personally, I give an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Um, the the missing two points for me, I I did feel as if the beginning was a little muddled. Um, a little muddled for me to kind of keep track of it. Didn't know the significance of the plaza 
didn't really understand why he was there. I know they write it off as he's saying he's a strange wife, but that none of that seemed clear enough for me. Um, the movie was well paced. It was a little long, but not because of, uh, you know, being slow, like being dreadfully, dreadfully slow. It's just more so the added side elements, including what we talked about with the, the news report guy kind of just being an, an additional factor that didn't really add much to the movie. Um, but beyond that, pretty pretty sound. Eight out of ten for me. Yeah, ten. Yeah, I think Die Hard is a pretty solid movie in my book. Um, I think I would go to eight point five out of ten. Um, I don't. I don't think it's like definitely like the best action movie I've seen. It definitely has some faults. Um, just like what we were talking about with the, all the side the side characters. I feel. I feel like I wanted more out of the the FBI agents or like the, the cops to do a little bit more. Uh, I felt some characters, like the reporter, was kind of a waste. I feel like you couldn't cut that storyline out. And I <laughs> felt like the movie was a little bit um, too long. I think you could definitely cut some of it out and make it just like a little bit shorter movie. I think it, the movie was paced decently, but I think like if the movie was made now, it would have been a little bit more sped up. I think you can definitely um, speed the movie up just a little bit more. I'm not sure how much you could miss, but I think, I think the movie would be awful if you made it now. Actually, you think it would be really. <laughs> I think it'd be an awful movie. I think it would be a like a very generic movie. It would be either overly violent or it would be like cartoonishly like action, where like you know he's jumping between the buildings. It would be like a Fast and the Furious movie, or like uh, you know, one of the modern day well, movies. Well, Die Hard that's Five. What, that's what all the sequels of this movie ended up doing. So, I'm sure. That's why. Well, it's, yeah. Die Hard Three and Four, I actually like like, but Die Hard Five, which actually is like one of the modern ones, or at least came out in the past few years, is actually pretty bad. Which is like we were talking about how it's gonna be like that way, where it's just gore and then jumping between buildings, like a Fast and Furious movie. That's how Die Hard Five is, which is awful. Sad boy life. Yeah. All right. Uh, we should, we should. Yeah, I'll give it an eight and a half as well. Um, pretty much agree everything with all the. We all we all see the exact same weak points, and good parts. The only reason I'm giving it the point five extra is just because the guy actually gets beat up in this movie. It's because he <laughs> yeah, gets shot. That meant a lot he gets me, shot. Actually. He gets hit. They actually made a point in like crippling him with the glass in the movie because they notice he has no shoes. That uh, that was that was hard to watch. This man was crawling into the bathroom, moaning oh, and shit. Yeah. I felt that, dude. I felt yeah. it. All that glass on his feet, picking the glass out. Damn. But yeah, that's overall eight and a half. Good watch every now and then. Yeah. You know he had to go home and then just like soak his feet in some <laughs> hot water. Oh my god! Yeah. And then his kids are like, Dad, let's play. Ha, ha, ha. I was like, bitch, I got to rest. All right. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. For at least two, two or three days. I'm just rest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just not leaving the room. I was like, y'all can have fun. Like, you know, here's some toys. Um, the police are probably going to be coming here soon to yeah. interrogate me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they'll, probably, they'll probably take me away, to be honest. Yeah, they, yeah, probably, yeah, probably didn't even make it home. Yeah. I'm actually making this call from the jail cell. Yeah. Uh, they think I'm one of the terrorists, actually. Yeah. Uh, they I, don't know why I came here, so they think I'm part of their plot. I did blow up that building, you know. <laughs> yeah. I did do that. That is that is uh, something I I I am at fault for. So. Yeah, 
and then I technically I wasn't on duty, and I did kill twelve people. So. <laughs> I was not authorized to. I was I was given specific orders to not proceed, and I proceeded regardless. <laughs> That's the way that the world works. Um, so he really is the epitome of a vigilante because he just oh, kind of just did it on his own. <laughs> didn't care about he, property he did, damage. He cool, dude. He made all those guys die really hard. So. <laughs> hey, that's the name of the movie. And the next, and the next movie, so, some uh, the guy like in uh, Civil War, like the Avengers. You're like the Avengers. You don't care about any property damage. We have to kill you. <laughs> yeah. We we signed the Die Hard Act. Yeah. Uh, where <laughs> no one's allowed to die hard anymore. And die too. Die. What is it? Die Hard Two. Die Harder. So they they're clearly in on it. They know that the name has some sort of significance. They just didn't say it. So. Yeah, part four is what it's like: live free or die hard. Just, yeah, there's die yeah. hard two, live free, die hard, die a hard. Good, a good a good day to die hard, right? Which one is that? Part five. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah, I think that's the fifth one. Yeah, I, I I think this movie should have stopped here though. Um, so I won't be watching any of the other ones. That's yeah. uh, that's given for me. Yeah. I've I've had my fair share. This is great. I don't want to ruin the taste of my mouth, uh, so I'll stick to Die Hard, the 1988 classic. That's it. You had enough Die Hard. Uh, more than enough. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think we're good to wrap it up here. Right. Um, thanks for watching. Um, I hope you come back for more videos. We'll have more in the future. Um, so if you like our content, please like and subscribe to our video. Uh, we'll see you next time.